0: Once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Follow at your own risk. Joining me, of course, is my co-host Matt Dudek.
1: Hey there, everybody.
0: Matt, of course, is also on Twitter at Horizon, at Horizon Matt, and also follow at your own risk. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. No risk involved there. You follow at follow- your
1: own risk. I've been I've been incredibly <laughs> safe lately. <laughs> For a while, that's not even fair.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's a pretty safe follow unless you don't like basketball takes, and well, then that's stupid to follow it. But
0: yeah, so Horizon RT, we're on Twitter. Um, Horizon Roundtable, we're on Facebook. HorizonRoundtable.com, we are on the web. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And the season's over. Aside from a couple women's games that are going on, because uh, Cleveland State's got a finals in the WBUI, and um, Wright State still, they still haven't played their tournament game yet. But other than that, basketball season is over for the Horizon League, other than those two games.
1: It was like a sprint, man. I feel like we just started.
0: Jesus. Are you kidding me? This is this has been going on. It, we've been kind of prepping for this for like ever and ever and ever, like a year in the making. And I'm like... We went from do we do we even have a season to okay who's going to be sitting out because of COVID to all this other good stuff. But yeah, um, it's over now. It, it's over, and
1: um, you know, are you familiar, with
0: phrase,
1: familiar with the phrase? It's all over about the crying.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> at the, It's
1: all it's all over about the transferring. That's that's the the Pretty portion of. Much. the season.
0: I think that's going to be our tag. I think it's going to be our title for this. All over about the transferring.
1: <laughs> right, man. This this is both my least and favorite part of the season. It's become like
0: oh it's, it's we'll, we'll get to get to kind of why it's uh, parts of this is your least favorite later on, but um, yeah. So Cleveland State went up against uh, Houston. It did not end well. They lost by 31. What I saw basically was Houston was a team that was like Cleveland State, except they clearly had Power Five talent.
1: What I saw, and maybe it's just because they were up
0: against Houston and I fully yeah. recognize that,
1: is yeah. I saw the Cleveland state that I've been saying existed this whole time and they kept proving me wrong. They just seemed average at best. And that's what I kept saying like when I would watch them, like I don't under like it just always seemed like a fluke. I don't understand why this team is as good as they are. I don't understand, but they just kept winning but yeah. that was the team that showed up and maybe they just needed a team that was that much more talented than them to put them back to that.
0: Well, see, and the the thing though, too, is, you know, the, the defense on the Houston side was so much better than probably anything they have seen aside from the 40 point run game that I'm never talking about again, by the way, congratulations to Ohio U for them winning, but that's all I'm saying about that. Um, but you didn't see that – you didn't see that level of defensive strength that Houston basically just – they put. They basically imposed their will on Cleveland State in, in terms of defense and in terms of offensive rebounds. I mean, they just really killed them on that. You did not really see that – I mean, you saw a little bit of the offense – you know, the issues on the glass in – you saw a little bit of that during the Horizon League games, but you definitely did not see that level of defense coming up against uh, in the uh, during Horizon League competition. You did not see that. You just didn't.
1: No, um, Houston was the better team. Like, no, that's absolutely. All came absolutely. Down.
0: This is the same Houston again. This is the same Houston team that put the whooping on the uh, put the whooping on uh Cincinnati twice. I might add. And by the way, no. Cleveland, I will be happy to say that Cleveland State actually. Did not lose by as much as Cincinnati, so I guess we can take heart in that fact.
1: (laughs) You know who could have been on that Houston team once upon a time?
0: Yes, Antoine Davis.
1: Yeah, wouldn't that have been a fun little storyline in in retrospect?
0: In retrospect, yeah, that's true. Well, actually, no, because I am going to venture to guess had Mike Davis not taken the Detroit Mercy job, we wouldn't have even talked about Antoine at all.
1: No, he he wouldn't be on the radar.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't be on a radar at all because you know he wouldn't have been he would have been he would have been that guy who had been like wow you know and they could have used him too because um, their main defender Dejan DeGiro, he actually I'm sorry yeah he actually he got hurt like within the first three minutes of the game and so they were like, kind of down to their like third string point guard at that point so yeah we yeah, had a really,
1: really the game.
0: No, it really didn't. Oh, my God. Those guys are, I mean, that. yeah, I'm going to, I, I want to say I'm going to have nightmares about that game, but not, I mean, not really. I mean, it, there were, it was always kind of an off chance that Cleveland State might win if everything worked perfectly. And uh, honestly, you know, everything didn't. You know, all those little kind of, you know, all those little kind of issues that Cleveland State has had during the year, the, you know, the. The you know the, the long scoring droughts you know the the foul issues from time to time yeah all those you know the the, the lack of the, a big man the lack of a big man well and and that wasn't even a th- that wasn't even an issue because you know size wise they're pretty you know pretty even but well, they got again, beat up down there they really did though but still they did get yeah you're right they get but yeah and that's the whole thing and man I swear yeah um Gorman from Houston, man, he was just basically just that whole thing with, you know, him and Torrey Patton were your button heads a little bit the whole game. And I'm sure that, that definitely, you could tell that definitely frustrated the hell out of Torrey Patton too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they got, you know, it wasn't bad, you know, in the first half because, you know, it, they were basically, basically it was Cleveland, they were taking turns, basically Cleveland State not doing anything. And then Houston not doing anything. And then, some, you know, in the second half, it was just, it was absolutely. It was a nightmare.
1: I had and, a fellow um, media member, not from our our team, but from another one, message me like, "Hey, you, are you watching? They're they're actually keeping with it." I go, "Give him a minute. It'll be twenty five soon." And I was close. It was what thirty something. Like <laughs> yeah, it was
0: yeah they they yeah that second half they they uh, Houston poured it on. I mean, I think within I think Cleveland State had like two points uh, could score two whole points, and those were off of free throws in like. You know, within in seven minutes of the game, in the first seven minutes of the second half, and you know, Houston kind of ran away from it. So
1: there was a that. lot of upsets this weekend, but that was not going to be one of them.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling. By the way, I had a feeling that you know that because we always talk about these you know these potential uh, you know potential upsets because but and we already saw the fifteen 2 one with uh with you know. Ohio State and Oral Roberts. And by the way, if you want to know anything about Oral Roberts, um, be sure to uh, be sure to uh, check out the Breaching the Summit podcast. You know, uh, with Todd Buckingham and Zachary Dosh and Greg Steeman. We've you know, been following I'm, I'm them all year.
1: For, I'm happy for those guys because yeah. you know that's what they do. But I hate Oral Roberts, like as a university, and not just because of sports stuff. So like, I, I'm really struggling to get behind that one, but.
0: I'm I'm behind those guys. I'm not necessarily yeah, I'm behind the I'm behind them what they do. I'm not, you know. Yeah. It is what it is with the other guys. So I'm sure they I'm sure uh knowing them as I do, I'm sure they would been much happier with you know their own particular rooting interest because i do not believe oral roberts i don't believe their favorite schools are oral roberts at all but you know when you're a fan of the conference you're a fan of the conference it's great
1: for the conference they just got themselves like three million dollars or something like that like with that win
0: yeah absolutely and you beat ohio state too so that's useful um so obviously and of course no sooner than the and of course matt this kind of bugged me a little bit that no sooner that the no sooner did the final buzzer sound on Cleveland state season there, you know, you, you start hearing the rumblings. Well, blah, blah. I mean, you and you hear this year, you've heard this year in, year out ever since, you know, the last time the horizon, Le- a horizon league team won a game. It was going to be, it was always a long shot for a horizon team horizon league team to win a game this season in the in the in the NCAA tournament and I'm sure our expectations were over inflated by the fact that we had so many upsets this weekend anyway
1: did you but, see there, there was a stat sorry um just yeah actually, sure it's really interesting um it's the first time in the NCAA tournament that seeds one through 15 all yeah. won at least one game
0: yes that's, that's pretty just, awesome that's amazing yeah, unfortunately, the R fifteen seed wasn't. <laughs> that was not our fifteen. Not even close. Not even close. Um, yeah, but that's that's an amazing stat too, by the way. But yeah, when you saw that, I, I, I've heard the take already. If blah, you know, and it's always I want to say it's always from you know, you hear it's right state. they like, it's right okay, state. you can
1: just say it. It's fine.
0: They've been a bit. Oh. You know, you hear the argument, yeah, they would have been the better team, and okay, yes, they would have been the better team, but you blew a twenty-four point lead, so sorry. You didn't take care of your business. That tells me you're not the better team. It's that also I'd like to point out this is legitimately the second year in a row this has happened to you. So you weren't and even you were close. One, and, it's
1: not. It's, you it's you not like you lost seed. on a buzzer beater in the conference finals. You and weren't you, even close.
0: And you were the one seed last year. I'm pretty sure you're the one seed the year before. I mean, what do you want us to do? I mean, sorry. I mean, you can't complain about the formula when you're not getting the job done in the conference tournament. Sorry. That's just, you know, what do we, you know, I can't make that argument for you.
1: So, outside of just telling Wright State they don't have to play in the conference tournament, there's nothing more that can be done from They've had a double-buy. They've had a single-buy. they had a home game. They, they've, they've had all, I don't want to hear any more of this, well, it's because we do a neutral site. They didn't even make it to the neutral site.
0: No, that's true. You are,
1: you are extra- on your home floor. Shut up and win. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's it. all it is. So, so stop. Right, State fans, stop. Horizon League fans, I'm, I'm getting really tired of the, the the neutral court, home court thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Our teams need to win when it's time, and they're not. But yes. at the same time, our one seed went. They did what they were supposed to do, and unfortunately, they got slapped.
0: Cool. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, for you know. And by the way, also, and you point this out as well, I mean, formula or not, there's, if I'm, if I, using kind of the old, you know, tiebreaker formula, uh, using the old tiebreakers, I'm pretty sure that Cleveland State still would have been the one seed, even without the formula. So what are we even having, what are we even talking about now? Because remember, head to head, they split. So, I mean, don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you on that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they split and then I, I um, the right wanna... State, State and Oakland split and Cleveland State swept Oakland. Like, it it would have been a whole map, but like, yeah, it's.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You've got to win games when it's time. That's what the tournament's about. That's what these teams are doing. That's what Abilene Christian just did. You know, like you win games when it matters most.
0: Yeah. And
1: right State hasn't. So I'm, I'm getting really tired of hearing the whining from Wright State fans. Your team we'll just doesn't know how to win
0: and we do this but and it's not just that it's just that we do this every single season it's like a broken record all yeah. right i mean i get it guys you lament the fact that the horizon league isn't good enough to win a game in the NCAA win a game in the in the nca tournament anymore okay um what are your collective schools doing to fix that because that's the only way that this is going to, this is the only way that your your trepidations about this turn about the NCAA tournament, this is how this is the only way this is going to get solved, is that if your if if these teams in this conference collectively get better,
1: you know Cleveland how you know? Right, state, state was very two years ago. Good
0: this year? state, two years ago, Cleveland State blew up the whole thing, and then two and, and fast forward to 20, 2021, they got better and they got in the tournament. What exactly is everybody else doing? Call me crazy, but that's you know we can't we can't sit there and we can't sit here and continue to think up ways to try to protect your best team when the reality is it shouldn't be about protecting the best team. It should be about the rest of you, the other eleven teams. In making making progress and making improvements so that this conference both inside the conference and outside the conference by the way I know this was year wasn't and this year wasn't even very fair either because you had so many fits and starts to the non-conference season if you're not competitive you know if you're not competitive in the non-conference and there were and again you know buy games aside there were games that were competitive that that, that weren't competitive that should have been. And even and again, even with the bye games, you know, you had you had you know, D- you know Detroit Mercy going toe to toe with Michigan. You had um, you had Oakland going toe to toe with Michigan State. Even though I'm honestly, and they going took
1: to Michigan to overtime. Yeah, we'll forget that they took Michigan to overtime and had a chance to win in regulation.
0: Exactly. So what I mean, so the issue is not that uh, the issue is you need to continue to do that. And not do it's all about improving the league as a whole. And if you do not improve the league as a whole, you're not going to get to a point where you can think about winning a game in the uh, winning a game in the tournament. And if I'm being honest, I understand the whole point of well, if Wright State was in the game right state was in the tournament they probably would have been a 14 seed and they would had a better shot well great if my grandma had balls she'd be my grandpa okay it's a theoretical that we don't know because and we'll never know because right state didn't make the tournament
1: well and do you know how you know Wright State about wasn't, that. Viewed, wasn't viewed that that great nationally uh-huh they didn't make the nit and dayton did and that should really really chap some asses at right state
0: yeah, see, that's the other part. It's like, you're so goddamn good. How come Dayton went to the NIT and you didn't?
1: You didn't get the invite, guys.
0: <laughs> and, and Dayton is by and large, Dayton by and large, and Wright State, by the way, is by and large way better than Dayton. But Dayton made made it to the NIT. And somehow you didn't. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna dwell on this. I mean, and by the way, Wright State has has a bunch of other issues, not the least of which being they got to figure out where they're gonna come up with two more sports so they can stay in Division One. Um, but that's a whole other issue. Um, so now that the season's over for Cleveland State, now we get to go on Dennis Gates watch again. <laughs> the good news is, Cleveland State fans, he will not be going to Boston College or Penn State because they already hired coaches.
1: I told you he wouldn't touch that Boston College job. I was a hundred and thirty billion percent sure that he would not walk into the school where his wife is an incredibly successful yes, an assistant athletic director. You don't mix those things, and I was a hundred percent sure that as a smart man, he and he is he would not go near that job oh. for his wife's sake. Yeah. Like you don't mix those mix those things. Not surprised. I, I kept saying he will not take that Boston College yeah, job. There's correct. zero chance.
0: You are correct. You're correct. Well, he also didn't take the Penn State job either, which is also one that, as I understand, it was basically his to turn down, and clearly he did. So, um, Which leaves, of course, you know, a bunch of other openings. Um,
1: Why would he take the Penn State job when there's so many other good openings coming his way?
0: Uh, well, not uh, you know, sit down, DePaul. Wasn't talking about you.
1: No. <laughs> DePaul stay out of this. No one asked you. Did but DePaul, these other good out. jobs...
0: So, yeah, so, so Dennis Gates, his name has been, you know, bantied about with at least three openings that are out there right now. Um, now um, the DePaul job, obviously, but I mean, I, I guess the, I guess what the, the AD is kind of really kind of gearing towards the uh, Kenny Payne, who's the assistant at the, uh, with the Knicks. Cause I guess they have a history together or something like that. I don't know. Um and also, you know, Porter Mosier, even though Porter Mosier if I'm Porter Mosier at Loyola, you've already kind of surpassed DePaul, so why would you move and go do that to yourself? <laughs> um, I I'm not I'm not concerned about Dennis Gates and DePaul at all, because it's DePaul and they seem to go out of their way to do the absolute wrong thing all the time. The fact that they're in the fact that they're in the Big East is kind of a fluke. Because they wanted, you know, to be have a presence in in Chicago and look how well that's worked out. Um, Minnesota is also one I'm not really too concerned about either. Um, I know that. Yeah, that's Nagy's job. It's actually probably Craig Smith's job. For uh, it's either I'm all I'm I'm still thinking it's going to be either Craig Smith out of Utah State or Nico Medved from from Colorado State. Um, although I think the Colorado I think Colorado State's still playing in the NIT. So if they do make that move with Medved, it's going to be a little while until they make that decision. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think that'll probably be their direction. And there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm sure that's bubbling under the radar we don't even know about that's going to make that job not very appealing. So those two jobs I'm not concerned about. The one job I am very concerned about, however, is Marquette. <laughs> Cause Wojo got bounced out of uh, Steve Wojciechowski, got, got his, uh, got uh, fired from, from Marquette. That one concerns me on a lot of levels. And, if you were, if you've been paying any kind of attention over the last week, uh, specifically any Cleveland State related stories with Dennis Gates, everybody should know that. We all should know that this is, you know, this is where Dennis Gates started his his. This is where Dennis Gates was a graduate assistant at Marquette. You know, it, let me run back the story about you know how we drove Kelvin Sampson, you know, an hour and a half to the airport in Chicago from Milwaukee as a graduate assistant. So, yeah. So he's got some roots there, and he's also probably got some major backers because I'm pretty sure him and Dwayne Wade are still tight. So, yeah, that one's a little concerning.
1: I think what it comes down to, in my opinion, is uh, what Dennis Gates and uh, Flip Hamilton have in place for Florida State because I do believe that that's the end-all, be-all for him is to to take that program from, from his predecessor there. Yeah. So I think it's a matter of knowing, you know, is he looking for a program for two years or is he looking to settle down somewhere for seven or eight and get comfortable and, and do some great things because he's got a while? Like, how much time is he is he biting until he until he goes to Florida State?
0: And that's a good question. I'm actually very glad you mentioned that because, oh, well, what's ironic is that, uh, you know, Leonard Hamilton just got a five year extension.
1: So, well, Leonard Hamilton is also aging backwards. So
0: I, I told you, man, he's like the Benjamin Button of college basketball, man. It's crazy.
1: So in some ways, Dennis Gates might want to find, you know, that Marquette job that he can have for 15, 20 years because <laughs> Hamilton isn't going anywhere, you know, like.
0: That's true. Um, but to your point, to your point, you know, to your point, and we've seen this happen too, where, you know, the, the, the quote unquote heir apparent to a specific job goes, takes, goes, goes to take another job and that other job ends badly. So I'm sure that's in the back of Dennis Gates' mind. I'm sure, even though obviously there's some there's obviously there's some obvious connections between him and Marquette. Because, um, again, that's that's kind of his roots, um, you know, just like, you know, you know, if 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 the cow job ever opened up, you know, that's where he went to school. That's his alma mater. Yeah, that would make sense, too. The one thing that I also the one thing that intrigues me, though, and this is something I completely forgot about and they mentioned it on the broadcast on Friday is that if I understand it correctly, Dennis Gates either was making the same amount of money as an assistant at Florida state or making or actually took a pay cut to go to Cleveland state. So, so I'm not entirely convinced that money's completely a motivator here. I I will. I mean, I will. um, Yeah. I, but I think the challenge will be, and I don't know, it seemed like, you know, Marquette's not like, you know, was never like dumpster fire bad. They were just good, but just not good enough to get into the tournament. <laughs> I mean, that was always my assessment of it. Um, I don't know if, you uh, and he and obviously to hear Dennis Gates talk, especially when you look at, you know, especially over the last week or so, When you hear him talk, you hear a guy who sounds like a guy who's in for the long haul, you know, and and just I I think that I think the loyalty to this institution, Cleveland State of all places. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't begrudge my, you know, my fellow alumni who basically go to school there and disavow it. Which basically tens of thousands have, but the loyalty factor I think does come into plays a plays a major factor here. I think I think you know right. I think the the relationship that he has with Scott Garrett with the president uh, Harlan Sands I think that's going to play a major role in his decision, and I, it's going to come quickly. By the way. I think it's going to come quickly. I think uh, we're going to probably look at a situation where um, Cleveland State is probably it, – it's very likely that Cleveland State is going to – Cleveland State is probably going to do some, ma- uh, do some major contract research, uh, restructuring for him. I would. I mean, look what he's done in the last two years. Move, if you you have the ability to move heaven and earth to to keep him at least in the short term, at least until Leonard Hamilton retires – you got to do it. How how effective that's going to be obviously remains a mystery, but you know I, it, it sounds like they're going to be they're going to be talking about this um, in in the next couple of weeks. It, it's going to come fast. I think you know you're going to hear one of two things: either he's going to be look he's going to get offered one of the jo- uh, he's going to get offered one of these jobs, or you're going to hear about you know him getting extended. One or the other. And by the way, um, dear rich old guys at Cleveland State, I know you guys have invested a lot in the academics. For the love of God, why don't you guys shuffle a couple of hundred thousand dollars and, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars that you've been, you know, you obviously got it. Shovel some over the college basketball's way for once. (laughs) I appreciate all the help you've given the academic side, but for the love of God, we need to keep this guy. (laughs) At least in the short term.
1: Well, and, but like you said earlier, there's a chance we're not t- wasn't totally clear that money's not a, not a motivator. I no, don't think that's right. You know, no, he I- might have taken even a pay cut coming from Florida State to Cleveland State. That's a little little murky still. But either way, yeah. it was lateral mon- monetarily it seems so yeah, you know that's it's, that's a non-factor for him i, I, mean,
0: I, I if you're mean, an ac honestly if you're an acc assistant especially in a top tier team like florida state yeah you're probably making about as much if not more than some of these uh some of these uh mid-major schools absolutely Cleveland state included
1: yep so i i mean i don't think money is going to be a factor i think dennis gates um says all the right things but he's proven i mean you you talked to him what probably three or four times over the past week in press yeah. conference and all that like He's proven and we, we've known this he's he's he uh, he's really good at coach speak he will turn anything into a cliche coach speak and and I, I appreciate that skill because it is a skill but he's gonna say great. all the right things but at the end I of the mean, day learn from
0: the best man so yeah so, absolutely
1: absolutely he's very very respectful says all the right coach speaky kind of things but then at the end of the day he's gonna have to take the job that he thinks gets him where he's got to be. um yeah. I do think you're right though that you know if he is just biding his time for Florida state like we've all kind of predicted for a while that there is some risk at taking a job like a Marquette or anything else outside of Cleveland state. Cause if you do perform poorly, it does, you know, it it can, it can have the adverse effect. So there is something to be said for if he's got a long-term plan or maybe there's a gentleman's agreement in place, whatever it is, just kind of hanging out of Cleveland state for a few more years and and just doing what he does there. And he can kind of fly under the radar a little bit.
0: So here's the other thing that I think too, as well is that as much as much hype as he's gotten about these other jobs I think also in the back of his head, maybe not even in the back of his head. I think you know, kind of, it, it, you can hear it when you when you talk to him, is that he doesn't want this to be a flash in the pan. Because I mean, what else could you call? Uh, what else could you call a team that was basically did, that basically didn't exist two years ago that makes it to the NCAA tournament? That's all you can basically, you know. You, you, I don't think he wants to be considered that. So I think that plays into. I think he wants to. Um, I, I think he also, in terms of kind of boosting his own resume at Cleveland State. I think that should, in terms of you know, sustaining that success from this year and carrying it forward into maybe next year and the year after. I think that comes into play too. I think that I think that's a major factor for him too, because you know, it, again, as you hear him. You know, he, I think he's cognizant of the fact that he is, you know, he work, he is working, uh, you know, he, he I'm, I'm sure he's mind. he's obviously mindful uh, of the buzz he's getting, even though he'll, he'll never admit it. But at the same time, you know, I, I think he wants to continue to build something here. So it's, a, so it's not, you know, kind of, he does, he's not in win now mode. He's in pure true program building mode and i think that i think is i think for from what i can understand is probably maybe infinitely more important than you know coming in and, you know doing a quick turnaround on a on, on an underperforming program or including State's case a practically non-existent one
1: well and and here here's the question for you bob Yes. How did how did he flip that program and start to build it so fast? Was was there a specific tool that you think uh, got him where he needed to be?
0: I think the uh, I think the big thing for him was he kind, again he kind of uh, in terms of bringing guys in he absolutely thought outside the box. I mean, if we're because if we're being honest, you know, Cleveland State, especially during the Gary Waters era, did not aside from maybe George Handy in 2009, did not have a lot of Really didn't have a lot of luck in terms of junior college transfers.
1: Ah, there's no the this, this was this was your segue allieup you that
0: I threw you. Yes, thank you. And but and Dennis Gates has a whole other th- uh, thought process as it turn in terms of the the JUCO guys.
1: The JUCO transfer portal. Yes,
0: exactly. Well, actually, well, no. It's funny because he went exclusively JUCO. He didn't. None of his guys, aside from – you know, even Tori Patton was a JUCO guy, and you know, and and for being honest, Tori Patton was literally kind of the only guy left because he, I think, I think he said that he had been on campus like a grand total of two days, and then Dennis Felton got fired. <laughs> he was on. He was on campus for like two whole days, but he was a JUCO guy too. Mm-hmm. So. All of these, aside from Al Eichelberger, uh, another Felton holdover. Aside from him, every single one of these guys is guys you wouldn't necessarily, you know, pick up on. Um, you know, Slater to
1: Johnson too. He would have had a lot of. Oh lot yeah. Of, if he oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. He would have exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. And it also took. So it was a common. Yeah, and and to your point too, it took a lot of Dennis Gates convincing guys like a Spider Johnson who could have gotten a lot of run um couldn't have got a lot could have got a lot of run in terms of transferring and a Jalen Hill who also could have you know sought life elsewhere to get them to stay.
1: You know who I wish he would have gotten to stay?
0: Who would that be Matt?
1: I wish in retrospect that he could have kept Rashad Williams on Cleveland State.
0: And so we segue into the next part of this. So um,
1: I don't actually mean that by the way. we'll get to it but
0: oh, we're getting to it we're getting to it right now but yeah I think the I think because of the way that uh, to, trying to wrap up my point, just to get uh, just to the way he has approached kind of the junior college ranks not as a stopgap win now type of situation, but a I see a guy who, I see a guy in junior college who probably didn't get the kind of run he wanted to in high school and he sees kind of some of that talent that he could pick up on and carry forward which is why you saw a guy like Trago Million do what he did in what he has done at Cleveland State. I mean a guy who you know he spent a year he here's a guy who only spent 1 year at junior college. And then somewhere around you know midnight, twelve thirty, like uh, twelve thirty in the morning on uh, uh, the second that uh, Dennis Gates accepted the job, he's getting calls from Dennis Gates, and <laughs> still the funny, still one of the funny stories of the whole thing is that Trey Million actually hung up on him because he thought he was getting crank called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad he picked up the phone again too. Defensive Player of the Year. So, any yeah so. So, yeah, I think there's a there's a there was such a change in dynamic from, you know, first of all, bringing the uh, bringing players in, but also the retention part of it. Because you got to remember, too, that between last year and this year, and this is a phenomenon that I didn't think I'd ever see within Cleveland State is I'm pretty sure that no Cleveland State player transferred last year. And that's a sentence I never thought I'd hear myself saying about Cleveland State. The only—I think the only question—I think the only person that we thought might transfer was Al Eichelberger because he was a transfer—grant transfer. But within a week, he was—there was no question he was staying.
1: And, and that, I think that, is that part, I, think, I
0: think a retention part of that is a huge deal. Let's,
1: be, let's be real. Cleveland State— originated the losing important players to the transfer portal yes. before before that was the sexy thing that everybody did. Like they've been exactly. doing that for years. They were
0: like the poster, they, they were like the poster child of it. Poster child of it. And so fast forward to 2020 where you obviously had some where you obviously there was obviously some opportunity for some of the players to possibly transfer and none of them did. So I, I think that part of it's very important. I think that speaks Volumes to the approach he takes as a coach, so I think that is, I think that is, that is infinitely important, especially now, especially when you have, as we're going to get into in about twenty seconds, the gaggle of folks who are just pushing their way into the transfer portal, (laughs)
1: like, for example, a bunch
0: of people, Oakland.
1: Yeah. Well, come on. Let's let's be fair. Hold on. We can't just jump to Oakland if we're going to make this jump. Let's yeah. start with the team who's lost the most players to the portal as of now.
0: Okay, this is interesting. Okay, so I was incorrect. I think as of last, uh, so I was incorrect. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay did not lose, has, does not have eight players in the portal. They had nine players in the portal. By the way, in Terrence Thompson, we may not have seen the last of him in uh, in the Horizon League either, because it looks like he got, uh, looks like he's generated some interest from uh, from Youngstown State. So uh, stay tuned on that front. Um, yeah, it's funny because um, it, it's funny because you hear about Will Ryan right now in the breath, same breath as Jason Preston, because Will Ryan was an assistant in Ohio who was the one who kind of looked at Jason Preston, former sports blogger, by the way. So
1: a, pissed, a Piston sports blogger from Florida that is now uh, probably going to get drafted in the NBA out of Ohio University. Like what? A, that's a cool story,
0: it really is. Uh, we need a cool story like that, so. <laughs> We, we I don't see it happening, but you know, you never know. Um but yeah, so you're hitting a lot of run for Will Ryan, but at the same time you also see almost the entire team not named Lucas Steber and Manny Ansong leaving.
1: And both like, of those were Will Ryan guys from yeah. his JUCO stuff, right? Or his
0: uh Yeah. Yes, the they were was. Yes. Yeah. Not, Manny not, well no not, Manny, Manny, Manny Ansong I think was well Manny Ansong was the whole because he was from Wheeling and he followed Manny Ensign, if I'm not mistaken, followed Will Ryan too. Yeah. So, yeah. And obviously, Lucas Sieber is his guy. And so is Ken Kirchman. So, we'll be seeing a lot more of Ken Kirchman next year.
1: Well, so. Will Ryan's got some recruiting to do and some throwing so, his dad. We got to be on the phone for him right now, trying to get him some players or something. Yeah. Oof. Nine I know the
0: one I know Kamari McGee is coming in and I, I guess he's a he's a really he's he's pretty well he's pretty he, he's a pretty good player for them but they're going to need a lot more than that. <laughs> um so yeah that's good so again I mean if we want to talk about again guys if we want to talk about you know the Horizon League doing better this type of stuff they need to figure out and you know have situ to avoid situations where like nearly the entire team leaves, I mean, it's been almost because you know, you saw it two years ago with the mass exodus at Cleveland State. Um, we thought we were going to see that with IUPUI, and we kind of didn't, which is surprising.
1: And Byron Rim still the coach um, there right now, as of yes, right now, yes,
0: he is, he yeah. is indeed. So, as of, as of right now, that as of right now, Byron Rim is the coach, so um and hopefully they'll give him a couple more years on that because it seems like, you know, there hasn't been a lot of chatter about him at all so either they're keeping that whole entire kind of transition under the way under the radar or they're done uh, or Biden rims back next year and they finally give him, you know, the contract extension that's more than one year. That would be very nice. Although he's got yeah, he's got a lot of work to do too, by the way, cuz obviously because um, Minette, uh, Jalen Minette's you know Jalen Minettes entered the portal. Elijah Goss is going pro. you can only uh, we haven't heard about what Marcus Burke is doing just yet, but I think he's gonna go pro.
1: It's gonna involve money.
0: It's gonna involve money. yeah yeah I, I think he got a taste of it you know when he when he declared for the draft and I, I, if I were him I would I would go in that route too. Because he, he would, you know, he'd definitely be a dynamic pro. Maybe not necessarily maybe not necessarily in the States, but definitely overseas. Definitely yeah. overseas. Um, but, yeah, though, the, and uh, so that's kind of where we're, so, yeah, with, with Green Bay, though, I mean, but, again, you, you see, you keep having this happen. And and so I'm going to actually segue to you, Matt, because uh, <laughs> I got it. So, so on HorizonRoundtable.com, Matt actually broke this down pretty well of you know the, the Oakland roster and the probability of everybody who was going to be, of the players who were going to be potentially, tra- uh, what, what chances we they had of, tra- the, each player had of transferring. So where we are at right now, and as of right now, there are, I believe, five Oakland players in the transfer portal.
1: If you don't include Babatunde Surunme, who left mid-season anyway,
0: yes, which I ha- which I have not. Um,
1: I did not so include you, him in my article.
0: You did not, and actually, that's a good thing because he obviously, you know, he he's obviously found another. Play- I'm sorry, yeah. Okay, I don't I'm him. I'm sorry. There are only there are five in the portal. There are actually five in the portal. So, so. You so far have been pretty good. So you had you predicted Joey Hollyfield was going to be Hollyfield was going to be transfer and was going into the portal. Yep, right there. Yusuf Jihad also in the portal now. I believe you predicted that as well. Yep, Philip Joseph also in the portal and these three kind of make sense because unfortunately it didn't look like you know with the short uh, they they didn't look like they were getting much time and much time on the floor so i could see kind of where they were going you know they were probably going to be seeking life elsewhere that makes sense um kevin kangu is also in the portal he's going to take his uh extra year and seek life elsewhere yep um he kind of makes sense too because you know he was I, i think once you know once you saw the kind of the emergence of Zion young and, and definitely uh, with Jalen Moore kind of taking the bulk of the bulk of the point guard duties that kind of really cut into Kangoo's playing time.
1: I think so, Kangoo, I, I didn't have, I didn't want to make the whole article a zillion words, so I didn't get everything into it, but I think Kangoo would have returned to Oakland yeah. if he was um, wanted. But I think yeah. that, it was kind of a, thank you for your service. You've, you've served your time. We need, we need to go a different direction from both from, from the Oakland side, actually. And and Kevin's going to go, well, that makes sense. So, you know, that that's not going to be a secret. I'm sure he's known that they, you know, they did a senior day for him. They did all that. And he was the only senior on this team. And he's going to go see if he can find one more year somewhere to try to extend that. Cool.
0: And And that's the other thing too, that, you know, we didn't, you know, with the, and we've had this conversation before, where there are seniors out there that are probably making the decision of, do I stay do I stay with that extra year? Do I take that extra year and go somewhere else? Or do I just graduate and call it a career? Um, I did not expect Kevin... As a senior, I did not expect Kevin Kangoo to be on this roster next year at all. No. So the fact that he's in the portal taking his extra year and going somewhere else, not really that surprising either. Nope. So that doesn't make any that that really doesn't surprise me at all. And now we get to the one person in the transfer portal that nobody really expected to be going anywhere and that's Rashad Williams.
1: And and you know what I have it in writing so you know I'm wrong and I admit that but but damn it I knew this one. I had this <laughs> one and I talked myself out of it somewhere Somewhere is a tweet that exists because I was able to be at games and I was tweeting during games a lot. And you probably have me muted because of it, and I understand that. But I have a tweet somewhere that says the chemistry – and I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact words because I knew the words that have the tweet, and then I'd be retweeting it over and over right now. There was a chemistry issue between Moore and Williams, and it was so apparent. It was a body language issue. Um, there, there were, Those two were not going to coexist on the floor for much longer. Um, I think there was – I think some of it is that Rashad was brought in to be a point guard because at the time Oakland didn't have a point guard and he was sold that he was going to get to have the ball and he thinks he's a point guard. I disagree, but what do I know? But he thinks he's a point guard.
0: Well, well, yeah, and I think, well, we can thank Dennis Felton for that one because there were points in time where he, you know – Dennis Felton didn't have any choice but to put him at the point because the only other point guard they actually had was Cash Thomas. So yeah,
1: well, and not only that, who is Rashad named after? Because his dad played basketball and played with Rashad Phillips. So they, he's, Why, had this, yes. he's had his whole life that he's going to be a point guard, and he he's a ball dominant. Give him the ball that he he can shoot from anywhere, score a zillion points, but he's also going to have the ball all the time. You know what? I've watched him with the ball. He's not a point guard. But what do I know? But he wants to go somewhere and be a point guard. So. He wasn't going to be a point guard here with Jalen Moore, and Jalen Moore sticking around. No. He's not going anywhere. So oh, Rashad's no. leaving. Okay. Absolutely not. And you know absolutely what? sad because not. Rashad Williams, as we know, can dominate when he's shooting well, and and he has the green oh, lights. Absolutely. But he wants to be more than just a a spot up shooter. He do, he doesn't want to be to be that. And you know what? He's betting on himself. Um, he he listed three schools already, and I'm I'm a little. Surprised, he went through that sophomore kid. I don't even know who that Lieberman. Lieberman. I don't know who that kid is. I don't know how Jake this kid Lieber. gets the scoop. Yeah. But he went through. He went through him and he listed three schools and it was um, New Mexico, New Mexico,
0: Wilmington, and ETSU. Yeah, like ETSU. Uh, yeah. So that's that's where. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and you know what I fair. find interesting, and I'm I'm only gonna say so much and let you decide. I think it's interesting that he had to come home to Michigan from Cleveland State. He wanted to be close to home. And now he's looking at three schools that are not real close to Michigan. I think there's not something. Not even.
0: For that. Uh, not even close.
1: <laughs> I think they there's definitely something there, but close. but hey, it is what it is. I, I truly wish for Saad well. He seems like a good kid. Um, I, I'm hearing more and more like little little rumblings. Like we've heard more all about, you know, the shoulder injury. He needs surgery. Campy's talked about he he needs surgery. Now I'm hearing he's healthy. So yeah. wait. If he was healthy and shooting that poorly, there's a problem. If he's not healthy and he needs surgery, and we're going to lie about that, there's a problem. I don't know what the truth is, and it doesn't matter to me anymore. But whoever's taking him, I hope they're doing a lot of research because there's a lot going on. Plus, by the way,
0: uh, by the way ETSU, um, I, uh, ETSU, he could potentially be playing, if he goes there, he could be potentially playing, uh, potentially playing if he takes his extra, extra year with Silas Adeki. Remember that guy?
1: <laughs> That's a name. Yeah.
0: From but, York, Kentucky, Yeah,
1: but here's the thing that I really, really don't understand with all this Rashad stuff is he's already transferred once he transferred, obviously, from Cleveland State to Oakland. Yes. Uh-huh. So my understanding and it's rudimentary, so maybe I'm wrong, but my understanding is if he transferred once already, even if the NCAA gives this blanket one time transfer rule, that's not been agreed on yet, but they keep talking about. So everyone's kind of assuming it's going to happen. He doesn't qualify. So he's going to have to sit.
0: I mean, I don't know. That's a good question.
1: I I hope that whatever Rashad, whoever Rashad is talking to, I hope is giving him good information, and I hope he's making good choices for his future. Because I can't tell you I understand it, but I'm an outsider. It's not mine to understand.
0: I don't know what to tell you, man.
1: Hey. I'm just putting it out there for anyone that's that's listening. By the way,
0: uh, by the way, I was incorrect. I was incorrect earlier. Cleveland State did actually have somebody transfer last year. It was a uh, uh, JUCO point guard, Tyrese Potoma. He actually went home to Canada. So I don't
1: even remember that name. So
0: see, yeah, I completely. Sorry, sorry guys, I completely missed that one.
1: We'll, we'll let it go. But so yeah, those are the Oakland transfers as of now. I mean, it's a it, the number is big, and that sucks because yeah. Oakland's been fighting again, the transfer bug.
0: You try to say no- again. <laughs>
1: But none of it's surprising. It No, really is. not really. And I mean, the truth is, the the more I've been talking to, like, just fans and things that are, you know, or, you see Rashad and you start to freak out. Oh, my God, it's happening again. It's happening. Again. But nothing else has gone on yet. Subject well, to change. Well,
0: no. I mean, you, and, you're not. Obviously, Jalen Moore isn't going anywhere.
1: And then um, the other the other part of this is, can't be a well, set Adapo all along.
0: definitely long. isn't going anywhere.
1: Who's that? <laughs> me. Which one?
0: Dan Adapo.
1: That one scares He's me. 20%. Dan Adapo and Michael Parrish are the two that I worry about. Actually.
0: Oh, oh, that's right. He he isn't going anywhere yet. I know you you were a little on the fence on him.
1: I hope not. I, I like I like all of their play, but the thing is, um, Campy's talked about he really likes his zone defense that he put in this year and wants to continue it. Yeah. And Rashad was terrible in the zone defense because he's not very athletic or he didn't show his athleticism, whichever way you want to read that. But yeah. um, Campy has said that he needs a shot blocker at at in in that zone. So if he can go out and find a 6'9", 6'10", shot blocker. Yeah. can slide them into the starting lineup. It keeps Zion in the six-man, and that's actually perfect for him because he can play a little bit of guard or a little bit of forward. You know, he can kind of fill in that role. If can yeah. can go find one or two pieces even, he have not lost anything big yet. The Rashad loss is big in name and big in, yeah, he can shoot, but but very easy to overcome as sure. of now. So that's that's my take on the Oakland transfers. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, and obviously he there was... There, wasn't the only name that, you know, obviously that those transfers weren't the only ones. Um, Detroit Mercy finally has entered the chat um, as has Wright State. Um, Jalen Hall from Wright State is actually in the portal and on the Detroit Mercy side and Chris Brandon is transferring. I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. Dwayne Rose Jr. Is also transferring. And if I'm being honest, I'm not really surprised about that one um, I figured it was only a matter of time because you know his uncle was traded from the Pistons to the Knicks, so it was only a matter of time on that one. I thought, but but we don't talk a lot about we don't talk enough about the you know people. We talk a lot about people coming going out. We are not talking enough about the people coming in, and they got somebody coming in, DJ Harvey from Vanderbilt, and yeah. I don't think you're going to – yeah, six. he's a 6'6", six, six shooting forward. He's verbally committed. I mean, this guy has – I mean, if you look at his kind of – if you look at his kind of recruiting ratings, they're all over the place. I mean, they're they're pretty high. I mean, you, you know, ESPN had him as a four-star. Rivals had him as a five-star. Scott had him as a four-star. I mean, this guy, you know, this guy can ball. So I'm not sure if they're going to really miss it. I, I'm going I'm, to be honest. I don't think they're going to uh, miss – I I'm a little concerned that you know we talk about you know can the can the Horizon League improve? Mm, Detroit Mercy might be well on their way.
1: Well, here's the thing though. Yeah, yeah, he's coming in and he's a good player. Don't also forget. I mean, different different humans from what we can tell. But that uh the transfer of last year for Detroit, uh, Terrence Thompson, right? That, that if you're just looking at recruiting numbers,
0: Torian oh my God, Thompson. Right? Torian yeah, Thompson. Thompson's sorry. That, yeah.
1: But yeah. Uh, the thing with Detroit Mercy is that's a really good get. Assuming yeah. that he actually shows up on campus, but from what we've heard, they're not done losing some pieces. There's some pieces that, that are true. that have already declared possible well, even, but I haven't thing. been listed.
0: They yeah, they're they may they're they're probably gonna lose. They, they this is probably isn't the last group of players we haven't seen announced they're gonna be in the transfer portal for Detroit Mercy, but also this is probably not the last transfers we're gonna see into Detroit Mercy. Because we oh, no. you know no, absolutely not. And they may actually get some from what it sounds like, they may actually get some, you know, decent talent to kind of compensate for the players they lost too. So that is and playing again, playing
1: for Mike then, Davis and with Antoine is is attractive for a lot of players. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. And again, you get, and, and, then, and again, you are going to have Noel Waterman who's got a, you know, another year under his belt. So he's going to, you know, look at it, look at the progress he's going to make. You have the sixth player, sixth man of the year, and um, in and Thompson, and John Thompson um, Matt Johnson. I mean, those guys are, are sure? coming back. I'm, I don't know. I keep. I'm sorry, Matt Johnson. I keep screwing up your name. <laughs> How do you screw up, Matt Johnson?
1: <laughs> you know, if Johnson, Frazier, and Cool come back, then yeah, that's a really good team. But if maybe even two of those three pieces aren't there, then eh, a little I mean, different.
0: Who's to say? I mean, but and again, but I mean, where do you? Yeah, I mean, I think. It, it's, it's a Mike Davis coach team, so you never know what you're going to get.
1: You also <laughs> have the possibility that Mike Davis takes off for, say, Texas or Indiana. And- <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: know still, I know you're still pushing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm thinking he's probably going to stay, but, you
1: know. What other pieces have we lost in the horizon?
0: Um, hmm, uh, good question. Um,
1: to think we, we
0: talked, we talked about, um, we talked about Quisenberry transferring, right? Uh, in the portal, right? Yeah. We Previously. talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were, as of right now, I don't think there are too many other earth shattering names at the moment, but you know, next week will probably be, su- we'll be subject to change because you know, we're in the horizon league. So there you go.
1: You know, what's crazy before the first game of the NCAA tournament tipped off. Yeah. There were 500 names in the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Before a single game of the tournament had even been played, that is stupid. That is absolutely you know can't be predicted. Two thousand and they were already a quarter of the way there.
0: Yeah, and I think they're I think they're like six or seven hundred now, something like that. Um. So yeah. Well, and, and but and here's the thing about that. I mean, you know, all these kids in the transfer portal right now. The question now becomes: Okay, where do you think you're gonna go? That's better and a lot of and i understand kind of the arguments for that i get that and then some of them find out the grass isn't greener on the other side but you know what that's kind of the gamble
1: some of these kids don't even do their geography and don't realize where they're going they don't have grass
0: yeah oh jesus (laughs) all right with that said that's gonna wrap it up for us um as always, horizonroundtable.com. I think we got some recaps coming out for season recaps coming out for certain teams. So be sure to get on board with that. Um, obviously, we're on every, we're, uh, we're wherever you can find podcasts at. And you can also pull this up on your Google and Amazon devices. So tune in next week. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next week, but I'm sure it's more transfers. Hopefully, not talking about you know coaches leaving or anything because I don't think I can handle that next week. But until then, thank you all for listening.